Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Art of Adventure. This is the story of the nearly deadly snowstorm. So I'll set the scene for you. It's dusk and I'm clawing my way out of the snow. I've just fallen off of the trail into neck deep snow and I'm using my skis to make stairs so that I can climb out of this pit of snow back onto this narrow trail and I can hardly see where I'm going because it's winter. It's actually Valentine's Day and the sun is setting. And this is my first Valentine's Day with my ex. And we're in Montana. And, and so as, as every good survival tale, it starts with a comedy of small errors. And we had decided to join our friends on a weekend in this, uh, it's a fire tower. Basically, you can rent these forest service fire towers and they're often right at the top of a mountain and to get to this fire tower you can either ski the long way around which is the easy way the not too steep way which is about 12 or 15 miles as i recall or you can go straight up the side of the mountain and you need ski mountaineering equipment to be able to do that so we only had touring skis so we were going to go the long way and this other couple had ski mountaineering gear and they were going to go straight up and meet us there. And it was likely that it was going to take them less time than it was going to take us. So we drove two hours out of Bozeman, Montana to get to the starting point for this trail. And when we got to the trail, we realized that the the boots we had rented for my ex, she had gotten two left boots. And this was a, a choice we could either turn around and try to go back to the rental shop and get new boots and spend another four hours driving by then it would have been pretty much dark and we wouldn't have made it to the fire tower so basically either cancel the trip or decide to ski in two left boots all right so we get started skiing in two left boots and and just before we had gotten out of cell service my friend said hey do you guys have a map of this trail that you're going to be following. And, and we didn't. And because we weren't going to be with them and they had a map, uh, we needed to quickly download an app. And I can't remember which one it was. It might've been all trails, but we downloaded this app. And, you know, right as we were leaving cell service, 
we got the trail map for this fire tower trail. Okay, that's amazing. We've got it on one of the phones, right? So we're limited by the length of the battery in the phone. So, so keep that in mind. Beautiful sunny day when we get started, but pretty soon a snowstorm rolls in and in, and it starts snowing and it's kind of, it's kind of warm snow. And, and so it starts really sticking to the bottom of the ski. So instead of, right, because remember we have 15 miles to cover. And generally, if you're skiing well, cross-country skiing well, you can cover five to eight miles an hour. And, and it could be just a couple hours before you get to your destination. But when you're going uphill and the snow is sticking to the bottom of your ski, all of a sudden you're snowshoeing with 20 pounds of snow on each foot. And we went from three miles an hour to half a mile an hour. And we were going so slow. And because it's winter in Montana, the sun was setting about five o'clock, I believe. And and we had been at it for, let's say six hours at that point. And the sun is starting to set. And luckily we've still got the map, right? We're looking at the phone, but the battery is starting to die and don't have any spare batteries. That was when I learned to bring spare batteries and of course, paper maps and headlamps. I'm not sure we had headlamps. <laughs> so all these little dumb errors, right? That you 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 forget a bunch of little things like a map and a headlamp and extra food and water and all these things. It sounds like I'm not a very experienced adventurer at this point. So we get to a place where we're we're about to to do the last five miles essentially of the journey, and we're up on this mountain ridge, and it's pitch black because the sun has already set and we can't figure out if it's faster to have the skis on or to try to to tramp, you know, post hole our way through the snow. And the the trail has been ridden over by snowmobiles because uh, some other people I think have have chosen to drive on snow machines up to this fire tower. So there's a there's a thin, you know, 1 1 meter wide track that you can ski on, but if you get off the track, the snow is 6 to 10 feet deep. So you're going to fall head deep into the snow if you veer, you know, two feet to to the left or the right. And this is what keeps happening. You know, it happened five or six or seven times where we would fall off into the snow and it would take 10 minutes, 15 minutes to dig ourselves out of the snow. So we'd, we'd go forward 100 feet and then we'd fall. And it was exhausting. I mean, if you've ever dug yourself out of a pit, it is tremendously exhausting. And you know, at this point we knew, okay, we're, we're a couple miles away from the fire tower and we can't, we can't turn around. It's already dark. We don't have the keys to the car. We have to get to the fire tower. And we, we were basically out of water. We had maybe one energy bar with us. And so it, it came, came down to just one foot in front of the other. And, and I would, uh, I would take out the phone and quickly sort of look at the map and try to figure out if, because there was a little bit of light. I could kind of see like, okay, there's a ridge to the, uh, you know, drop off to the left and a drop off to the right. I think we have to stay, you know, between these two trees. And so we would move a few hundred feet, trying not to fall off the trail. And the amazing thing was, you know, we weren't, we weren't fighting. And I think we were both pretty scared. We were, we were wondering, you know, are we going to have to dig a snow cave and spend the night 
huddled out here. We were we were inventorying, you know, what what clothes do we have? Like, could we survive a night out here? And we said, you know, basically we're just going to keep moving and keep our body heat up. And the fire tower is at the very top of the mountain, you know, so if we keep moving up, then at least we should be inside of it and try to figure out a way to get there. So after maybe three hours or so in the dark, it's about 8.30, maybe 9 o'clock, and we finally, we see the light of the fire tower, and it's so tantalizingly close. And we can see our friends, they're out on the balcony, and they, they have their headlamps out, and they're scanning, they're clearly looking for us, debating, are we going to go search for these yahoos, or are we going to stay safe in the fire tower and be here when they arrive? And so, so we knew, okay, it's, it's less than a mile away. You know, it's probably half a mile away. And it took us another, let's say 45 minutes to an hour to cross that last mile because we kept losing the trail. We kept getting off into the deep snow, taking off the skis, putting the skis back on. And, and it became a point where, you know, we were no longer just communicating. We were just keeping each other in sight, you know, keeping each other safe, but we had, we had gone deep into our own psyche. Like you have to do this. You have to make it to the fire tower. You have to stay warm. That's where the food and water is, you know, just keep going. And eventually after let's say 10 or 11 hours of getting lost in this snowstorm, we finally, finally made it to the fire tower. And it, it was just, it was comical, you know, how, over our heads, we had let ourselves get, uh, no pun intended. <laughs> and, you know, our friends had a beer and a fire waiting for us. And it was amazing, such a relief. And, and to look back on it, it's, a, it's, <laughs> it's such a ridiculous story. Uh, we could have been so much better prepared and, and yet we survived and we made it through and the wind was howling all night and the storm blew all night and there was foot of fresh snow and we skied down in the morning and it was a fun it was a nice ski out really really wild and crazy adventure experience so let me know send me send me a message on instagram or twitter or email if you've ever had a crazy survival story or if you've ever had what we call type 2 fun where it wasn't that fun at the time because it was so hard but looking back it's a great story and it was really fun after all Thanks so much for joining me today. Now it's your turn to go out there and be adventurous. Adventurous.